Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. All right, so today I'm here with Noah Robbins, who's the Assistant Fire Marshal for Pennsylvania County Public Safety. Noah, thanks for being here. No problem. So to start, I know I've had you on here before while back to talk about Chatham Rescue Squad. But to start, if you could just tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got involved in in, in fire and rescue stuff, and then also specifically with with the fire marshal's office. Sure thing. I became a volunteer with uh, Chatham Rescue Squad back in 2003. Mm -hmm. Um, I was 18 years old. I drove by a wreck and tight squeeze, and I seen all the fire trucks and ambulances, and I said, that's what I want to do. So I became a volunteer in the rescue squad back in 2003. Mm -hmm. Um, Years went by. I got hired by career departments. Um, I went through a firefighter class and I started enjoying the fire side as well. Mm-hmm. So while, while I was in, working for um, Campbell County, I started there in 2015. Um, then I went through fire one class. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the fire side. So then I went to Liberty and I got my bachelor's degree in fire administration. So while I was in class, while I was in school, now I wanted to be in the fire administration side. And uh, the fire marshal's office is a good start to that. Mm-hmm. So an opportunity came up. I applied. I got the job. And here I am getting my experience in a fire administration side. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're talking about fire administration and, and, you know, being a fire marshal. What what does a fire marshal do on a day-to-day basis? What are some of the, the responsibilities and, and the things that, that your, your office works on? Um, our office has, you know, two fire marshals. When I say two fire marshals, it's myself and another assistant fire marshal. And uh, we, between the both of us, we take on daily tasks. Mainly our concern or our duties include doing the fire inspections. Mm -hmm. So that's our daily task, I would just say. Uh, We try to find businesses that need to be inspected. So every commercial business, a brick and mortar store, has to have an annual fire inspection. Mm -hmm. So that's our typical day. On top of that, you know, we respond to fires across the county. Right. Of course, if we have something scheduled like an inspection and a fire occurs, the fire takes priority. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to the fire, um, especially if it's a structure fire or a business fire. Mm-hmm. But we, we, volu- we assist volunteer agencies in any way, um, car wrecks, EMS calls, um, brush fires, mm-hmm. anything like that. So during the day if there's a fire, we go to that, vehicle fires as well. Some other duties, you know, we investigate, you know, cause and origin of the fire. Mm-hmm. Which when I think of the fire marshals, that's like the one thing I think of is they, they when there's a fire, they investigate what happens. So. That's right. So if there's a house fire um, after it's put out by the fire department. We go in with cameras, um, take a lot of pictures, mm-hmm. look at the patterns of the fire and the smoke damage and try to figure out exactly where it started to begin with and then what the what the heat source was, what could have started it. Mm-hmm. If we, if we can determine that 100%, that's our determination. But we have to be 100% certain where it started and what started it right? in order for us to actually rule the cause and the origin of the fire. Mm-hmm. And on top of the fires, you know, we investigate other fire code violation complaints, um, illegal burning complaints. Um, mm-hmm. We do get some complaints called into our office. Um, so we have to investigate those as well. As part of our community community risk reduction, we assist residents with smoke alarms so we'll do Mm -hmm. smoke alarm installations Uh, red cross provides us with those smoke alarms Um, so if anyone needs one please contact us Mm -hmm. we'd be more than happy to come to your house look around and see 
what you need and it'll be more than happy to install a smoke detector or two. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. That's obviously, you know, a lot of different, a lot of different parts to that job. And, you know, like I said, you know, when I think of fire marshal, it's more the, you know, investigating what happened, but clearly there's, there's a lot of different elements you, to what you, you guys do. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we're doing nothing but inspections all day long and sometimes mm-hmm. we'll spend all day at a tractor trailer accident, mm-hmm. hazardous material accident, plane crash. You never know. Right. And so, I mean, you're talking about those inspections. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, that process, those requirements for for businesses in Pennsylvania County. Right. So um, the businesses are inspected according to the statewide fire prevention code, mm-hmm. which is the code that the county has adopted many years ago. Uh, when we go in, we look for fire code violations, you know, within the business. And it really depends on what kind of business it is, what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking for make sure your fire extinguishers are in date, hung up properly right. in appropriate locations. If you're a restaurant, um, hood systems are cleaned and inspected annually, you know, by a certified professional. And then if there are any violations found, you know, we work with the owners or the responsible party of the, you know, of the location to correct those violations. Mm-hmm. The small violation could be such as a missing cover on an electrical outlet. Right. I mean, that takes a day, but it will give you however much time you need and come back and check mm-hmm. on it. But we, we work with everyone, try to get make sure every, the place is safe. Right. We're not out here to, you know, find something is wrong and give you a ticket, take it to court, nothing like that. We mm-hmm. want to make sure everyone is safe as part of our community risk reduction. Mm-hmm. The whole reason behind this is, you know, the the community risk reduction. There have been studies done in the past to show that when there's a fire in the business, nearly half of those businesses do not reopen. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that does not affect only the owner, but the entire community. Right. It's you know, I like to think of it as a domino effect. You know, business closes, that's a loss of income for all the employees, mm-hmm. um, loss of revenue for the supply chains and all that. So it does not just affect the business itself, it affects the entire community. Mm-hmm. Your job is as a lot of it is to keep, you know, the people safe that are inside those businesses to make sure that they're when, when people go out and go to businesses, they can go to a safe environment, but also to make sure that those places can stay open and that has a, a very large economic impact. So, Correct. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting way to look at it. I like that. I know you also work with the uh, building inspections office a little bit. So tell me a little bit about how, you know, how, sort of how you guys work together and what, what things you guys work together on. So the fire marshal's office and the, the community development or the building inspector's office, um, we work together ma- in ways such as if we run across an unsafe structure, and that does not have to be necessarily you know, a building falling apart. So we go into a business that, it, let's say a business for instance, that is totally crowded or overpacked, mm-hmm. your exits are blocked, um, you, know, you can't even turn around. There's no fire extinguishers. Yeah, no fire extinguishers, mm-hmm. it's unsafe structure. So we will work with the building inspector's office to remedy that situation immediately. So any life safety violation found, that has to be fixed immediately. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we work with them to uh, inspect the fire suppression systems, such as sprinkler system installations mm-hmm. for new commercial businesses and any other fire concerns that may occur. So mainly when we work with the business or with the building inspector's office, it's for unsafe structures and fire protection system installations. Mm-hmm. 
Right. No, that makes sense. And I know with the certificate of occupancy, you know, that's something that the building inspectors, you know, they they develop that formula for what the certificate of occupancy for a building is, but then you all are more responsible for enforcing that, right? Correct. So once um, during construction, uh, building inspectors office, they have a jurisdiction. So once they issue a certificate of occupancy and give you um, an occupancy load, I would say, you know, how many people can be in a room or in a building, after all that is done, then it comes back to us. So if mm-hmm. we go into a, a facility or into a building, that may you might be allowed to have 50 people, but you have 100 people. Well, that's a big fire code violation. It's right. not safe. So that's when we you know order an evacuation. So we work with that after we work with them after the facility is built and open and turn mm-hmm. over to the owners. Right. No, that makes sense. And I, I going back to the inspection side too. So those, you know, what what does it cost a business to to you know have these yearly fire inspections? The annual inspection for a business is free. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be more than we're more than happy to come and inspect your business if we have not done so. Uh, we try to find every single one. Right. Um, the only time there's a cost to it um, are for our for our reinspections. If there is a fire code violation, mm-hmm. um, we have to come back and reinspect it. You know, two weeks later, or a month right. later, or six months later, whatever it could be, it's thirty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Just a regular inspection, your annual inspection. There is no charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and same for residential. Anybody who doesn't feel safe or wants us to come out and take a look at something and look at a building, there is no charge for that. Mm-hmm. We're here to serve the community. Right. No, I just just wanted to yeah, have 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 you say that because that is a really important point that you know this isn't this isn't something that the county is making money off of. This is a service Absolutely that not. is provided to <laughs> provided to local businesses and residents um, that you know free of, free of charge to them. Obviously, you know unless there's you know violations that are found, but even then, that's $35. So that's, I think that's, that's a very good decision for, for any business that has not had an inspection, as Noah said, to, you know, reach out to them and, and schedule one, because that's, that could end up saving you a lot of money in the long run. And a lot of, that could, you know, protect your patrons and, and all, all, all things like that. And I wanted to talk to you too about, you know, sort of just, I guess, regulations around burning in, in Virginia and Pennsylvania County. Um, so I know, you know, right now there's, there's a, a burn ban, I think is, would be the, the correct way to describe it in across the state that's every year, you know, from, from mid-February to the end of April. So tell me a little bit about that and kind of what, what the rules with that are, but also just in general, you know, what other what other burning regulations are there? So right now, um, every year, the state of Virginia has a burn ban from Feb- February 15th until April 30th, pretty much, through the end of April. And that's enforced by um, the Forestry Department. And how it says is it's unlawful to set fires to brush, leaves, grass, debris, or any field containing grass and other flammable materials. You know, you're not, you cannot burn anything within 300 feet of any wood line, um, houses, mm-hmm. property lines, except between the hours of 4 p.m. and midnight. Mm-hmm. So right now, um, it is not a complete burn ban. You can still burn. You can still have open fires right. after 4 o'clock. Uh, the whole reason behind that is um, our area is 100% volunteer fire departments, mm-hmm. and people work during the day, so it's a lot harder to get a fire department or a sufficient manpower to respond to a tree fire, wood fire, before four o'clock. Gotcha. Uh huh. That makes sense. Uh, on top of that, you know, during a year, the public safety director can impose another burn ban, mm-hmm. um, but they work closely with other counties in the district, um, the county administration and all that right. before that takes effect. So if you're not sure whether there's a burn ban, you know, reach out to uh, to us or to your local fire department. Mm-hmm. They, they would know. 
and I, I think I remember right that we had a burn ban last fall, correct? Correct. We mm-hmm. I think it lasted six or seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, extreme dry conditions. Um, I, I remember one day we had four or five large brush fires, mm-hmm. and that takes a toll on the entire county as far as uh, volunteer manpower, right? Trucks, engines. I mean, just not enough people to respond to five different fires <laughs> all at the same time right. throughout the county. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's rough. And so, you know, as far as I guess the the work that you guys do and and the um. I guess, yeah, just, you know, working with fire prevention and, and, and things like that, you know, what are some of, I guess, some other things that you want the public to know or some other things that, that you want the public to be aware of that either about what your office does or fire prevention strategies or, or anything along those lines? One of the things that I believe a lot of people don't know, we're not here for the commercial property use only. Uh, we're here to serve the citizens of the county. If there are concerns, questions, any kind of fire-related issues mm-hmm. or answers that you're looking for we're here to assist we're like i said we're not here just to enforce the code we're here to help the entire county all the citizens mm-hmm. some of the other important things you know as far as home use you know we talked about smoke alarms um, smoke alarms or smoke detectors in the house are very 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 important mm-hmm. you could be sitting in the living room watching tv and there's a you, know, you might have a smoke or fire going on in the kitchen. You might not know about it until the smoke alarm goes off. So that's what one of the reasons they're important. Mm-hmm. We do install them. The Red Cross provides us with those smoke alarms. The small form you fill out when we come to you. Um, and that's, again, free of charge. Yeah, it's free of charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, reach out to us. I mean, we may not be able to you know, put a, a dozen smoke alarms in your house. But if you have any issues, if you don't have one or two, we'll put enough to make it safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Enough to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing I'd like to remind everybody, you know, keep your doors closed inside the house, especially when you're sleeping. Uh, fire spreads faster, much faster, when there's more oxygen to burn. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a camp- campaign going around pretty much every year, you know, sleeping with your doors closed. Um, you can look online. There's many, many pictures of how rooms are saved just by closing the doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. I never would have thought about that, but that does make a lot of sense. And yeah, just, you know, want to, want to, I guess reiterate what, what what we said multiple times that these these services are provided free of charge. You know, smoke smoke detectors that can be installed by the fire marshal's office. These for businesses, the you know the annual fire inspections to make sure that everything is safe and up to code. You know, these these are free services and these are important services. I think it's important that our our community knows about. But I mean, no, I think that's all the the questions that I have. Is there anything else that that you would want to add or any other uh, topics that you would want to talk about? Um, not really. Um, just make sure everybody knows. If you have any questions, do reach out to us. You can call us, email us. We'd be more than happy to um, answer any questions that you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I really appreciate it. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.